Hello language geeks, this is Daniel speaking and welcome back. This is the second part of the interview with Urmi. Well, it took me only about seven or eight weeks to publish the second part of the interview. Well done, Daniel. So, and without any further ado, let's have fun together. Yeah. I'm gonna oh, and just so you know, we okay. had some technical issues. That's why issues. we had to separate the two Let's parts. And I tried to <laughs> to <laughs> calm Urmi down a bit because, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, no, no at least I was nervous. Thing. I think she was nervous as well. Okay. And Sorry, the first thing that came to mind was to begin me. with a test. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well done, um, Daniel. Well done. Actually, it's a good exercise <laughs> because sometimes... If I get nervous, I stutter a lot or I can't speak clearly. And in previous interviews, I got really, really nervous when there were some technical issues and stuff. Sure. And so it, it's a good exercise to keep calm, in my yeah. opinion, and not to, to worry. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so we were speaking about public speaking and... I wanted to test you because public speaking, it teaches you to give an answer without preparing too much, right? Mm. So I will give you short sentences or words oh and what you think, what comes to mind, you can just okay. tell us. And okay. don't worry if there is a question or something you don't want, we just go to the next one and I will edit it out. So sounds good. Becoming fluent in a target language in only three months. Efficient. Efficient. Okay. <laughs> Once you learn one language, it becomes really easy to learn another language. True. The intermediate plateau does exist in a language learning journey. I do agree with that. Yes. Language learning is a lifelong pursuit. Yes. It's a continuous work in progress. Will foreign language learning become obsolete one day? Never. Why? Why? Because, um, because I think we live in a, such a globalized uh, world and there are so many different ethnicities. Um, there are so many kids that are like mixed, that, are from, that come from different backgrounds, cultural backgrounds. And I think we will just have more and more people speaking foreign languages so it won't be just everyone speaking english we will have more and more people speaking multiple languages and this will never die it will just keep evolving it will just continue growing i would say that is so beautiful i like it <laughs> so <laughs> and okay let, let's move away from the rapid question this is something that i don't like at all when i have to give answers quickly because yeah i i am always scared and I like to think about questions, right? So, uh -huh. hello guys. I feel like I have to chim in here and say something about it. So first off, I apologize, <laughs> Urmi. I'm really sorry about that. What an interviewer I am. I, <laughs> I am admitting that I don't like this type of questions, but I am using it in my interview with my guest. Shame on me, Daniel. So sorry about that. And let's continue. The next question is, what do you think, Urmi, will language learning look like, let's say, in 10 years? 
Okay, I think it will just be more and more accessible to people because, um, and I think I've seen that in the past 10 years, but I think it will keep being like that. I think it will be a bit more accessible and it will become more flexible because I think now, especially with what happened in the pandemic, we just have many online platforms like italki, Preplive. We have so many of them, like just to learn. And basically, it just gives access to anyone to learn a language. Literally, like people get connected from different parts of the world. You have people from China, you have people from South America connecting um, with native speakers just to learn a language. And, and I would say it's also going to be a bit more flexible in the sense that you can learn language anytime during the day from the comfort of your home. So you don't need to go to an actual classroom anymore. I mean, you could still do it, but now you can also learn a language from the comfort of your home without really just going out, just the comfort of your pajama, basically. <laughs> so it will be accessible and more flexible, I would say, and easier and too. And maybe with virtual reality classes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Which we already do have. We have so many virtual classes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned italki before. Are you also an italki teacher? I am. So I'm a community teacher in italki and I provide English and Italian conversation lessons. What would you say, like... If you have to give a sales pitch or something like that, so why should students take lessons with you? So they should take lessons with me because I'm a polyglot. So I do speak more than one language. So I could definitely share with them tips on how to learn a language depending on their levels. And I can teach them the more authentic and spontaneous way of learning a language because sometimes we take a an actual class it's cool they don't teach you about this like they don't teach you the slack or the actual way of speaking they don't teach you about expression they just teach you like grammar how to uh, formulate a sentence and things like that but with me you will learn more the authentic way of uh, speaking a language so it's <laughs> it's really like a conversation or the focus lies on on speaking yes together. with me it's more conversation exactly And how about the topics? Can the students choose the topics? Yeah, they can, but usually I choose the topics. Uh, so for instance, today I had a lesson with a with student and we spoke about mindfulness. With another student, I we spoke about confidence. So I usually choose the topics and I usually ask a very insightful question because I want them to think. And I want them to be able to also be able to speak on any topic. So I basically challenge you to be ready in any topics. Okay, yeah, that sounds really interesting. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, as I told you, I am having my first Italian class. Well, it's not my very first Italian class, but I am continuing my Italian journey and, and actually... I planned to, to just speak with, with the teacher. This is my idea, right? But I remember that about two years ago, I wanted to do the same. And, and my, my teacher, I think he, he didn't want to do it because he, he made like a, a monologue, right? But my uh -huh. idea was to just speak. And 
The problem is that I have already basic knowledge, mm -hmm. but I have no practice at all. So, right. so what would you recommend me to focus on as being someone who already has learned a lot of vocabulary, but never has spoken the language? So is it a good idea now to take a lesson and just to, to speak? Definitely. I think if you have the basic, if you have the, um, if you know the vocabulary, I think the next step is to really be able to speak. Because I think when it comes to reading or writing, it's pretty, I want to say it's easier compared to speaking because you do take the time to read. You do take the time to, uh, you know, when you're writing, you do take the time to fix the sentences. You do have the time also to think. But when you're speaking, sometimes it might be a little bit more challenging because you have to take an extra time to think. And I think the only way to uh, be able to speak fluently and eloquently is just to, to practice, basically. And I think you don't necessarily just have to take italki lessons or lessons with an actual native speaker, but you can also speak, but also in your local place, you know, like if you have a friend who knows the language, you can practice with them. Uh, if you go to an actual restaurant where they speak only Italian or only English, you can order in that particular language. So you're practicing also real life and you're making a habit out of it. So let's say also another thing is, um, let's say you're someone um, who shops around a lot. Instead of speaking your native language, you can speak the other language if they speak, let's say, Italian, for instance. So uh, let's say you're yes. going, for, for instance, to Italy and uh, you want to practice your Italian, and then instead of speaking in English, you can just order uh, or you can just ask questions in Italian. So that could be another way to, to practice. And I, I definitely think that conversation, being able to speak is probably the most challenging thing um yeah. when it comes to learning a language because we we understand what someone speaks but when it comes to us to speak we tend to be <laughs> we tend to hold back and i think we are also afraid of making mistakes but practice just makes it so much easier yeah absolutely thank you for these tips <laughs> and if i am not mistaken you you had been learning german for three years I think, but I'm not quite sure. Uh, I did learn it when I was in high school. I did uh, three years of uh, German classes. I I want to say well how to speak it, but uh, since I since I stopped practicing German, I I lost it. I honestly don't remember anything about it. It was it was I do remember it was very different from learning English or French because it it's, it has its own uh, rules. And uh, it's a lot about memorization, but I honestly lost it. And that's because I didn't practice it. So it was basically my own fault. And will you ever restart the no. German language learning no. journey? No. 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 And I want. What other languages are you working on in the future? Uh, Spanish. Spanish, Spanish is the one that I'm working okay. on. And I think because I know Italian, it really helps. And I do a lot of things on my own when it comes to Spanish. Like I listen to Spanish podcasts to practice mm -hmm. my Spanish. And I do have like short stories in Spanish. Like it's a little book that I bought from Amazon. Uh, I try to like practice my reading. It usually comes with like with the translation and with keywords. So it really helps. And um, 
And when I travel in like Latin American countries, I actually tend to speak Spanish. So I went to mm. Mexico. I, I remember like I, I did understand everything they were telling me and I made an effort to actually speak it. And when I didn't know the word, I would just say it in English or talk and then still get it. So mm. nice. I can mm-hmm. recommend a podcast. It's yeah. uh, Español con Juan. Okay. So it, it's a, a teacher called Juan. And I, I like it because it's very conversational. He talks to you like to a friend mm-hmm. and in a very informal way. That's why okay. I, I really love it. <laughs> yes, okay. I'll check it out. This is Peter speaking. Just a quick tip. Listen to the interview on episode 70 on my fluent podcast. Peter out. Do you have a recommendation for us to learn Spanish? Yeah, it's called the How to Spanish Podcast. If I'm not mistaken. How to Spanish Podcast is designed to help Spanish students improve their listening and vocabulary skills, and it's made possible thanks to our Patreon community. By joining the community, you can access the vocabulary guide and interactive transcript, bonus episodes, and monthly activities to practice your Spanish. And it's basically about these two hosts that are located in Mexico. And basically, they have their own courses. They also have like a YouTube channel. They have their own podcast. And every week, they release like an episode. So usually these episodes are pretty much uh, about different topics. And they do focus a lot on the Mexican culture and they compare it to other cultures. And they talk about uh, things like uh, how to give directions in, let's say, in Spanish. Or they focus on other things more related to, to the Mexican culture. So... Not only you're like practicing your Spanish, but you're also learning a little bit about their culture. Uh, and sometimes they have guests as well. And they interview the guests in Spanish. They ask them things like, oh, what was your journey with learning Spanish and stuff like that. Or they also invite people that are located elsewhere who are learning Spanish. So it's pretty good because it's very conversational and they also speak. Their Spanish is not too fast. So you do mm-hmm. understand it. So if you do have a basic knowledge, you understand them and I really, really like them. Okay. Thank you for this tip. <laughs> I will check it out later. <laughs> so, Urmi, what I like is I like to, to ask my guests if they have a favorite expression and. <laughs> Then sometimes I, I, I do cover it on my other podcast called The Woke Up Man. And then I, I, I integrate it in the other show and explain it to the listeners. So may, maybe you have a favorite expression that you could talk about and you could also say why you like it and, yes. and all the, the story behind it. Yes. So there is this expression that I listen to a podcast which says... Um, eat an elephant one bite at the time or something along this line. I don't know if you ever heard that. Um, no, I haven't. So now you learned something new. Uh, yes. So basically <laughs> this one, it's about, um, so basically uh, elephants are big, right? You cannot eat them in one shot. As, and, this, and the expression says eat an elephant one bite at the time is because what it's trying to say is that when you are tackling a big task, the job is to basically break it down into smaller parts. So mm-hmm. this way you can tackle this challenge project or something like that. And I really liked it because, uh, first of all, I love elephants. I think these are beautiful animals. And yeah. when I uh, when I listen to this uh, 
to this expression, I just felt like it's so relatable because often when we have a goal, goal, we just want to like get to the end point, but we don't think about this, the steps that we have to do in order to get to that destination. Yes. Uh, so it's always important to break everything in, into like smaller parts and tackle the smaller parts until we reach our destination. So, so yeah. That is lovely. Yeah. It's like if someone wants to become fluent in only three months, it's maybe too much. We should uh, take it in smaller bites and, and then exactly. uh, it gets better that way. Exactly. And can you remember on which podcast you listened to it? Don't remember. Like you're talking to someone who listens constantly to podcasts. Okay, I don't remember, cool. but it was in a language podcast, that's for sure. Yes, but this is a, a, a good word, a, a good cue word that you are listening to a lot of podcasts because maybe you could tell us how we can use podcasts to learn languages. Maybe you have some tricks, maybe a good app or, or a method or, or do you just listen to it without thinking yeah. about it or... Yeah, I think when it comes to podcasts, I think it's very important to uh, find something of your interest. And not necessarily as well. I think if you also want to like, educate yourself, you can subscribe to podcasts that are not related to your field of interest, but something that you are interested in learning uh, about. And usually when it comes to like listening to podcasts, I have this habit of listening to podcasts when I'm, let's say, doing my, uh, when I'm like playing my home, or cookie, or when I'm going, let's say, for a walk. So instead of listening to music, I listen to a podcast show. Or when I'm, let's say, going to work and I'm in the metro, I tend to listen to podcast shows. I try to, like, include them during my day as much as I can because that's a a passive way of learning where you don't have to sit down uh, in front of a computer or you don't have to go to a classroom to actually learn. It's a passive way of learning and you practice your listening skills as well. And I think it's a great way to learn a language as well. Awesome. Thank you so much, Urmi. And maybe you want to tell us where we can find you online. Yes. So I do have a YouTube channel. It's called Ulmi Hosai. Uh, I also have my own blog. It's called myways.ca. And people can also connect with me on LinkedIn. And it's called Ulmi Hosai. Okay. Thank you so much. And thank it was you. really a lovely conversation with you. I was having a blast and I want to thank you very much, Urmi. Thank you. Have a good time, Urmi. Too. Thank, thank you. Care. Bye. Bye. This was Urmi. She didn't mention her book that she has written. It's called Discovering Your Identity, a rebirth from interracial struggle. So if you want to be part of my film podcast and if you have a story to tell then reach out to me the email is myfluentpodcast at gmail.com and keep learning thank you for listening and bye the song you're listening to is called Upbeat Party by Scott Holmes, by Scott Holmes, a great artist, by Scott Holmes, a great artist.